Welcome back to the First Baptist Sedalia podcast. Um, This is a new series um, that we're going to be starting called Questions for Pastors. Um, If you have walked up and down the hallway in our church, you may have noticed, I hope you've noticed, the um, podcast box. There's a box for suggestions. Um, There's also a QR code both on on that box and then also on the um, on the announcement slides for you to submit your questions. What the goal with this is, you send them in and we'll give it our best shot. Um, you know, questions can get pretty out there. Um, and sometimes you might not want to want to ask them. Um, but this is the this is the forum for that. So ask your questions. I can't promise you that I'll give a good answer, but I can promise you I will try to answer them. Hi, welcome to Questions with Pastors. Today we're here with Andrew Bryant. Andrew, how are you doing today? I'm doing excellent. I'm ready to start this series. Oh, good, because we got a couple really good questions to start off Mm -hmm. with. The first one being about, that was a drum roll if you couldn't, if the mic (laughs) didn't pick it up, persecution. So, Andrew, how do we handle or how do we prepare for persecution? Yeah, um, persecution, let's define it first. Um, so what is persecution? Persecution is, um, what happens when the culture or the government opposes Christians for their faith, not for other things. So if like the Christians were, you know, doing something illegal and it was also bad and against the, the new Testament, that'd be one thing they deserve that. Um, so it's not deserving punishment it's undeserving punishment so for preaching the gospel so basically if we got arrested for spreading our faith or like right now um there's laws going into effect um that say you can't do um conversion therapy for homosexuals um that would be an example of where we're going like if somebody tried to preach the gospel to somebody who is a, uh, a practicing homosexual, well, that could be viewed in some states as a crime. Um, so it's this is a real question <laughs> with with real implications to our lives. How can we prepare for persecution? Well, we need to prepare for persecution, first of all. Uh, I think the easiest way to approach the question is to see what the Bible says about it. Um, so we're going to take a flying leap at it. For really quickly, um, you'll notice in 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 your Bibles um, there's this theme, this pattern of rejection, persecution of God's chosen people. So, yeah, you you bump into like Noah, for example, he gets mocked for building a boat, <laughs> and Uh, God redeems him through persecution and excludes others through, through this whole picture. Does that make sense? So even as far back as Noah, we understand that the righteous ones receive persecution. Um, the biggest example of that one is the real simple Jesus, right? Um, Jesus came and was rejected by those he was sent to preach to. Um, so Jesus was persecuted. So we turn in our, in our Bibles, probably the best passage, if I were to turn anybody anywhere 
is to First uh, Peter chapter four. And in first Peter chapter four, it says, since Christ suffered in the flesh, equip yourselves with the same resolve. So because the one who suffered with Christ is finished with sin. Um, persecution is not then to be viewed as something contrary to the Christian life or as something to be avoided at all costs. No, persecution is how we identify with Christ. He says that the gospel is offensive and that it will bring about persecution. So we are doing our job as Christians. We can bet on the fact that we'll be rejected by men. We can bet on the fact that the the government and the culture will press up against us. And then we should go around the corner and, like Jesus said, rejoice when we're reviled for the gospel. So we hear people slander us, and we go around the corner and do some fist pumps and say, yes, I got to suffer for Christ. Now, that's a different mindset, right, than, than a lot of us have. Unfortunately for the church, and I do mean unfortunately, it's going to sound silly when I say it this way, but I'm going to say it this way. Unfortunately for the church in the United States, we have been uh, without persecution, real persecution, for 200 years. Um, they, people left the, left Europe to avoid persecution and came to the United States and built a country in which we would not be persecuted for our faith. That is not a good thing. Um, it's a good thing in one sense. Okay. Yeah. We got to, we got the benefits of not being persecuted, but there's also some negatives and the negatives are there's no refining fire. You know, we don't live out a, a faith that it has a realness to it. Um, real simple, if you're, if you're converted out of Islam in, um, in an Islam country, um, your family might reject you. you might, they might even try to kill you. Um, so getting baptized out of Islam is a serious thing is is getting baptized in the bible belt a serious thing no no it is not the the lack of persecution in the united states it's really hard to define that as a good thing <laughs> for the church the church thrives under persecution um and so we shouldn't seek it we shouldn't say hey please please god send persecution we shouldn't vote i always joke we should um uh, we should vote for the president that would bring the most persecution because we're thrive under that. That's a joke. Okay, that's not legitimate. We shouldn't do that. But at the same time, to pre- we should prepare our minds for persecution, which is coming. Like I've said, it's already happening in the United States today. Um, we should prepare our minds knowing that this is the way that we identify best with Christ. We're reviled for the gospel. If we're reviled for the gospel, you know you're in the right track. So that's that's my answer. <clears throat> okay, and for the next question, what does dying to self look like practically in things like marriage or as a parent or even in the life of the church? The church. Yeah, so dying to self, what are they what are they talking about? They're talking about Jesus's um he says if you want to follow me, you've got to take up your cross, right? Mm-hmm. So Jesus is pointing at um 
you know, that when we say take up your cross, it's not a cross necklace. <laughs> it's it's Jesus Jesus's beaten, bruised body carrying the instrument of his destruction of a hill. That's what he's getting at. Okay, you're carrying the instrument of your doom. You know, a burden, a really heavy burden, um, your own death up a hill. So what's, what's that all about? Well, dying to self is just this the way of saying that in a nicer way. <laughs> um, we put to death the things of the flesh. We're mortifying sin, killing it. Um, the world, the flesh, and the devil stand opposed to us. And so we stand opposed to them. We got to put them to death. That's what it's about. So what was the question in particular? It, it said... In marriage, as a parent, and in the life of the church. Yeah, so let's let's maybe take the church first. I think that'll be easier practically. So what does it look like to die to self in the church? Well, it means your preferences die, right? Um, we We often will bump into issues of or matters of preference in churches where churches split over the color of the carpet or the how many ply the toilet paper is. Um, <clears throat> that would be a matter of preference. Now, if you bump into a thing where it's not a Bible issue, but it's a preference, it's not a wisdom issue, but it's a preference between you and your neighbor, the way that we die to self is we say, I recognize this as a preference, and so I'm not going to press my own way. Because 1 Corinthians 13 says, love does not insist on its own way. So if you're going to love your neighbor, you're not going to press your own way. Really as simple as that. In the church, if we did that every single day, <laughs> we, would, um, we would be much further along than we are. The fact is, every church has people insisting on their own way. Every church. Um, First Baptist Sedalia, no different. We have people that insist on their own way. And I fall prey to insisting on my own way also. Um, so all, the, all that to get at. In the church, we love one another. That's how we die to self. We get rid of individual for the corporate. Um, so that would be like, um, yeah, okay, I can pray and do Bible study on my own, but I've been given the gift of others to do it with. Now we need others, okay? Um, we're a body, the body of Christ. So we, we, in submitting to Christ, we also submit to one another. That's first, That's Ephesians 5. It says, submit to one another in love. It's talking about the church submits to each other as one body. A body needs fingers and it needs eyes, right? <laughs> and so we need each other. It's the same way. Uh, the different body parts form different functions, and so submitting to each other in love is how we die to self in the church. Um, practically in parenting, we'll move up to that. Um, parenting is a subject <coughs> with which I am familiar. Um, I have three kiddos, you know. Um, Elijah's six years old, and that means we've been doing it six years. He's almost seven, I guess. Um, so dying to self... In, uh, in practically in parenting would look like very similar to what I'm talking about in the church. We it, you, it makes sense when we say, I have a preference for this style of music. Well, I'm not going to press that. But as soon as it's, I have a preference for my kid not screaming, right? Now, if they're sinning, that's one thing. But if it's just violating your preferences, your preferences are not God. 
right? Your kids have preferences and you have preferences. Your preferences don't win because you're the dad or the mom. Um, now, the rules that you set down, now those those should succeed. So we have to we have to draw that line in our household and it's much more difficult to do between matters of wisdom, matters of sin, obedience, authority, all those things are at play. But too often what I see is the dad or the mom, either one, saying, I would prefer it if my house was quiet, right? Or for the mom, the stay-at-home mom, I would prefer it if the floor was not didn't have food on it. So then she gets upset when the floor has food on it because the, her preferences have been violated. Well, you need to. We need to work on laying down our preferences for the benefit of our kids. Now, obviously, it would be better if it would be better overall if kids could learn to pick up after themselves. But that means they have to do what first? They have to make the mess first, right? So, in the matter, this is just an example. In the matter of preferring my floor to be clean, that means we have to train our children to pick up after themselves. That's a matter of wisdom, of discipline, of it could be a sin issue if they're unwilling to do the work and they're lazy. But getting the stuff on the floor in the first place, not a matter of wisdom, not a matter of sin, not a matter of it, you know what I'm saying? So we have to be willing as parents to sacrifice our preferences for the benefit of our kids. And that goes all the way to the gospel. Um, it maybe you would prefer to stay in your, um, you know, in your job, but if they're going to move you across the country to stay in your job and you don't know if there's a healthy church in that town, then guess what? You're quitting your job because you have to lay down your preferences and die to yourself for the benefit of your kids. That's hard. That's a hard lesson to learn. Um, now, the benefit of your kids might be moving across the country, but you need to think about those things in a way that isn't me, 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 what's best for me in my career, and instead, what's best for my children. So, dying to self and parenting, very important because you are more like your kids. This is, this is Paul Tripp. You're more like your kids than unlike your kids. Um, too often, we get... Well, I'm the mature one and the mature adult, maybe, but also you're a sinner, right? And so sin blinds you, sin blinds me. So when we're in sin, we are blinded to the realities around us. And for that reason, what what we end up with is I can't see where I'm failing, but I see where my kid's failing. So I can be harsh with my kid because I see them fail. When the whole time your kid's watching you fail in the same exact way and you're not holding yourself to the same standard. Dying to self here means we um, are honest with our children and we say where I messed up. We confess to our children when we fail. Um, We show them that pattern of confession, of repentance, of restoration, of forgiveness. Um, And that leads really well into husband and wife, right? Because the model that you want your kids to live out is the one you're demonstrating between you and your spouse. 
Um, now, distinction of role is important here. So dying to self as a man looks different than dying to self as a woman. Um, dying to self as a parent looks different than dying to self as a ch- child. Okay, we get that. Um, but our culture wants to conflate male, female. Um, they're not the same thing. They're two different things. They serve a different purpose. They have a different role to play. Um, so dying to self looks different. Dying to self as a man looks like taking responsibility for things that do not belong to you. Why do I say that? I say that because in Ephesians 5, it says, Husbands, love your wives like Christ loved the church and laid himself down for her. He died for the church, right? Um, so when we say husbands love your wives like that, that means when your wife has some sort of situation, okay, it is incumbent on you to take responsibility for that. If your wife is treating you poorly day in and day out, what your job is as a husband is to take responsibility for how your wife is behaving. Does that belong to you? No. But it but you're going to take responsibility for it because that's what Christ did for you. He took your sins on his shoulders. They did not belong to him and he took responsibility for them and paid the price for them. That's what your job is as a husband. Laying yourself down for your wife means taking responsibility for things that don't belong to you. Laying yourself down um as a as a wife though. Um, submit, uh, um, what am I saying? Dying to self. That's it. Dying to self as, as a wife looks different. Um, it looks like deference. It looks like submission. We don't like that word a lot, but that's what the New Testament teaches about wives. They're to submit to their husbands. Practically, how does that look? Well, it looks like giving authority to your husband. It looks like um, making sure you're respectful and uplifting to your husband. Um, it looks like organizing in the household in a way that would be agreeable to your husband. Those things that I've just mentioned, if you started there, that would be the, the work for the rest of your life. That is a difficult task that I've just mentioned. And I know that. I know I'm asking you to do a big thing when I say that. But what I'm the reason I say it is not because um, you're a, uh, a doormat. It's not because you're weak. No. And it's not because you're incompetent. That's one thing people don't realize. You set aside as a wife your competencies for the benefit of of your husband. Um, yeah, a lot of times people like look at the church. A lot of people will say um, some women are better speakers than men, so they should be preachers. Well, maybe they are better speakers, but that's not the question, is it? It's it's roles. So the whether she's better or not is irrelevant. If she is better, her job is to lay down her competency for the benefit of the church. The same is true at home. We lay down, yeah, okay, maybe the wife is better at finances. And the husband and wife can work it, work this out in their own 
household. So I'm not giving this advice to every household ever. I don't think the husband needs to be in charge of all the finances forever. But he does have responsibility for what happens before God with his finances. So in some households, the less competent money keeper needs to be the one to take care of the money. And that means he might not do it well. (laughs) Um, And you might have to help him and he might make some mistakes. But you're, you're laying yourself down for the benefit of your husband is not only um, good for your husband, not only will it um, empower, enable him to do the job that he's been given, but it's also scriptural. You're, that's how you obey Christ, is by being the church to your husband. It's revealing the church to your husband. Just like the husband's supposed to reveal Christ to his wife, the wife's supposed to reveal the church to her husband. So this is, this is what dying to self looks like. Um, it's laying aside my preferences, my abilities, my, um, the, the places where I succeed for the benefit of others. Um, there's a horizontal aspect that I'm considering my neighbor is more important than myself. And there's a vertical aspect. I'm doing this as a sacrifice for, for God. Which leads us right back into that other question, doesn't it? Persecution, loss of life, um, loss of health. Maybe if you get beat up or get your hands chopped off or what, you know, I don't know what's going to happen in the coming years. Don't know. How can we prepare for that? We become willing today to lay down my life for the benefit of others and for the glory of Christ. And if we do that, both of these things, both of these things work out really easily. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, If you want to submit any more questions. Yeah, if you want to submit more questions, you've got the podcast box, which is over by the resource wall. Um, There's also a QR code there and on on the the announcement slides and in the newsletter. Um, And if you would like an email link, just give me me an email. I'll I'll send it right to you. Um, or if you need help with any of that, just email me, give me a call. Be happy to help you submit a question. Well, Andrew, thanks so much for joining us today. We're looking forward to seeing you next time. Yep. Thank you.